We're live! Hey, it's uh, Jake and Mark, founding members of Leather Duchess, or something like that. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight on Cold Ones with Leather Duchess. We've got a hot list of topics here to talk about tonight. But first, got to pop open. Nice cold one. <laughs> surprise, surprise! I'm trying something new tonight. It's Miller Lite. Yeah. That one sprayed in my face. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Nothing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, just like uh, last Friday, picked something completely random. Oh, good. Uh, I know how much you like to stick to your Miller Lite. I've mm. never tried this or heard of it. It's called Bootleggers Brewery Golden Chaos. Oh, let's see the, yeah. the whole can. You got a dent in the My, top, by the way. Oh. What does that say at the oh, bottom? Yeah. Uh, I can't see my face Belgian in the way. Belgian-style ale. Oh, okay. Oh, there is a dent in this can, which I guess is like shop top. Oh, I hope it's not. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Yes, we'll find out if it's good. All right. Well, we're here and we're live uh, ch chit-chatting like last week. We're going to try to make this weekly thing. We'll see how well we do. We're not great with schedules, but we got two in a row. I'm proud of that. We were almost on time too. We started like one minute late, but it's not too bad. Um, as usual, if you have any questions or comments, concerns, safety hazards, complaints, um, complaints, that's a good one. I, I got the, uh, just be nice. I got the comments up here. I'll be looking at them. So feel free to, uh, ask or comment and, um, yeah, I guess we'll get started. So last time. We were talking a lot about um, you and Tyler, and there was this guy, Storm, that we kept mentioning, that um, you guys coming out here and starting the band and all that stuff, and pretty much how I joined you guys and how you came, what made you come out here. But anyone that's been following us might know that we've gone through <laughs> quite a bit of lineup changes. And a lot of them are fill-ins, or they were fill-ins. And um, but tonight we're basically just gonna go through every member <laughs> that's been through this band and uh, talk about a little about them, about uh, how they got into the band, and and how it's their fault, not ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why kidding. why they're gone? Because they couldn't handle us. Um. So I guess to start, the very first, well, okay, let me do a little background first. So originally, Leather Duchess was a completely different band that Tyler was in back in Oklahoma with some of his friends. I don't exactly know much about them. I think it was a little bit heavier than us, maybe. Maybe maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll jump in at the very end like last time. Did you message him? But... No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess that's the only way to know. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead. It's fine. Um, but anyway, it was it was a different band, and that he was in in Oklahoma. I think it was a little heavier and um, completely different songs, completely different everything. And 
I guess when he decided he was coming to LA, he liked the name a lot, so he took the name with him. And I think everyone said it was okay. I think he got their consent. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we liked it. But um no, I mean I mean the people in his oh, other them? band were like, Yeah, you no, can take it. That was uh that was a bit of a drama for a oh, was week it? or two. <laughs> kind of. I don't remember much of it. I mean obviously he can tell you way better, but from what I remember I think there was a little bit of uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no. See, I don't know. I don't know a lot of of this part because I wasn't in the band yet. But so basically, like the very beginning was Tyler and this other band, and then he had the band name. And we talked about how how you and Storm knew each other beforehand, and then you met Tyler eventually, and you guys moved out here. But we didn't really get much into Storm, which was one of the original members, and I guess if oh, you want to say one of the founding members, he was in the band before I yeah. was. So yeah. we're going to start, um, I guess we could start about how you met, met Storm and then um, coming out here with him. We could briefly go over that because we kind of mentioned you coming out here he last time. Did, yeah. And then um, I guess we'll, we'll just talk a little bit about him, some stories and all that stuff, and then just start going down the list. Because I came, yeah. well, we'll get to that. So um, I'll switch to your camera and you go ahead and talk about how you first met storm and and uh all, all that yeah all that good stuff so i i don't as far as when like before i can even remember i don't know i mean we've known each other forever but like i guess the first time we met each other we were probably like i remember because i was taking not taking guitar lessons but i was basically watching his cousin play guitar i'd go over there just to watch him play guitar and like you know, try to get some tips from him here and there. Cause I was, you know, like, like I said in the last one, I had been messing around with the guitar since I was like five or six. Mm -hmm. But as far as actually trying to learn, you know, maybe 10 or 11 is when I really started trying to learn more. And so I'd go over there and I didn't, I didn't know of storm, you know, um, but one day while I was over there, he was there and he was all Metallica out and, you know, a little kid and all this. Uh, and uh, we just hit it off and just always knew each other from then. And then, of course, like in high school, like middle school and high school, whenever we were all, you know, like just skating around town and stuff like that, uh, hung out more and, and all that. And both had this similar interest in music and playing guitar and bands and stuff like that. And uh, although what's kind of cool is our parents knew each other and went to school together and oh, they wow. grew up together and like they were really good friends and growing up and all that. But me and Storm, yet we didn't know each other. But then later you find out that, you know, the parents yeah. were friends with each other and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But anyways, we, um, yeah, like you said, we, we moved to LA and that whole thing. And, uh, so yeah, storm, storm's been there. We had bands together in Oklahoma and stuff. Like I said, last time those bands, they don't, they're fun, but they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. So we came out here and, and, uh, he had been talking to Tyler about coming out and singing with us. Uh, and like you said, he, he wanted to get out and come do that. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, for the, like, the first month we were out here, it was just basically us. Uh, I don't even know if we were trying that hard to write songs. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, young kids living out their dream in Hollywood. Yeah, saying, Party. well, we'll start, we'll start writing tomorrow. <laughs> Party Central. So, okay, so... Uh, um, so skipping ahead a little bit, it came down to it was you, uh, you Storm and Tyler were here together, and we're like, okay, we're gonna make this band happen. So where the first bass player that was ever yeah. <laughs> technically a part of this band was Shane Rickerson. Shane, was his, uh, was that his last name? I think that was Shane Rickerson. Uh, that sounds right to me. Ricker Rickerman. Rickerman. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, So how did this guy come into the picture? Because I wasn't here when he joined either. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I attempted to go to Musicians Institute. (laughs) Uh, That's that's most people's story. Yeah. They went there for a few months and was like, eh. That's about all I have to say about that. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, So while I was there, I think I was there for like, six months five months or something i don't know um but while i was there i uh oh wait hold on (laughs) it was so long ago uh he he was there and he was in the guitar program as well and uh i had seen him around school i didn't i never talked to him or anything like that but and he was in the guitar program and uh i think we were were you there with us that night we went to the House of Blues where, like, everyone went? I don't, I don't think you were there. Anyway. I, went, I went one or two of the nights. Yeah. There, there's a yeah. few times you went when I wasn't there, and there's, um, okay. there's, cer- there's some events that transpired, but I'm not going to get too much into that right now without certain parties here. But um, <laughs> I don't know if the one you're talking about, I was there. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So we went to the House of Blues, and uh, are you sure? Because I thought we went and seen Killian's band that night, but only caught the last song. Well, yeah, I was there that night. It that might. I, I, I don't, don't know. know if that's the night you're talking about. That's all I'm saying. It might have, I don't know. But um, so Jake may or may not have been there. <laughs> but uh, we went to that show, and we were outside, uh, like taking pictures. I, I don't know what it was that around that time where everybody wanted to take pictures, even though they have no idea who you are. Like, I don't know if that's really much of a thing now, but like our well, first few months here. At the, at the time, it's because, at least what I think at the time, it's just because we we were young. For the most part, we were good looking guys, I think. And we were always walking around like as a band. And you don't see that too often anymore especially like on Hollywood stage clothes. Yeah. Cause we talked about last time how Hollywood's not what you expect it anymore. Or like yeah. what you see in movies and even for bands and stuff, like you don't really see people walking around like that anymore. Just like you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't see them so much as a group anymore and you don't see them um, dressed. Cause for the most part, our stage clothes is kind of just our street clothes yeah i mean we do some, like exaggerate it a little bit on stage like i don't wear makeup all the time and like the 
dog collar and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, you, you just don't see that anymore. You know, a lot of bands now, people are just wearing t-shirt and jeans or, um, they, they just, there's yeah. not a, a cohesive look anymore. Even if they do dress up a lot of bands, they're all dressed kind of different from each other. And I think that was one thing that caught people's attention with us is um, not to sound like a cliche type thing, but like a lot of the, the bands from the 80s, like Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and all that stuff, in their books, they all talk about like, oh, we weren't just a band, we were a gang. Like they, hang, yeah. they hung out together, they dressed alike, they all had each other's back and it was a whole thing. Yeah, and, pretty much all lived together. Yeah, and we kind of had that at the beginning. Like we were, because... Um, I think I was going to say none of us had a car, but we did have a car. We just walked everywhere, I guess. Cause we just lived, oh, yeah. we lit. Well, cause you had a motorcycle yeah. and which I totally forgot about until right now, <laughs> which was awesome. You had that Harley. I remember every single day. I, I was driving my dad's car around everywhere. And then I think Tyler yeah. had his car at that time. Cause and, it could um, fit a lot of gear. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had the, uh, <laughs> this was in 2014 i was driving around a 1998 yeah. <laughs> ford explorer which i dude i love that car and i destroyed oh, yeah. my dad took such good care of that car and i destroyed it from this band specifically yeah just everything that happened with it but um no i guess we just used to walk everywhere because we were so close to everything well and no one wants to drive on hollywood Boulevard. yeah it's kind of uh, it's went. yeah and, um, but anyway, yeah, like we just wore our, you know, wore our regular clothes and, um, walked around everywhere as a whole band and people are just like, Oh, you're in a band. We're like, yeah. And they want to take pictures with us. Yeah. And it's different. And we noticed this too, because as things started to change and, and we started to hang out like just me and you, or just like me, you Tyler, or, you know, not a whole band. When it's just two or three of you walking around, people don't care as much, I guess. Yeah. Or they don't they don't think yeah. so much like you're a band. It's just like, oh, you're a dude walking on Hollywood that's going to a show Cause, or something. Because you see people dressed as Spider-Man. Like, yeah. It does, <laughs> you know, it's like you, there's crazier things that you'll see on Hollywood Boulevard than two dudes dressed like, you know, or, rock. Or three Spider-Mans on yeah. the same corner having a fight with each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. On who's the real so Spider-Man. So you see weirder things. But when you're, like you said, all together, like four or five of you, it's like, oh, okay. You're not just trying to, you know, be a character on Hollywood Boulevard. It's like, yeah. no, we're trying to go to practice. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so we were at the House of Blues, and uh, and uh, there were just random people that outside that want, it was after the show wanted to take pictures with us and all that. And it was a huge, it's somewhere like I have it saved somewhere, but it's this huge group photo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was definitely like, there. Cause I, I know, I know what you're talking about. You right remember. I, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think that was Tyler's very first night in LA, but, um, was it? I, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know if I was there his first. Maybe I, I don't remember. Know. Maybe remember when we crowd surfed him into the living room. Okay, yeah. For was that yeah, was that his yeah. first night? That yeah. Okay, well, his first oh, night yeah. moving to LA, right? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. that was his first. Like he got there that day. Oh. 
and we went to the show that night, I, I believe. I, I, I don't know. But um, anyways, when within that huge group of people that were taking that picture, uh, Shane was there. <laughs> he showed up in the picture somehow. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I hadn't seen this dude since school. Like, like I've never talked to him. And, like, all of a sudden he's, he's like, in this giant group right here. It's like, oh, hey, from MI and all that. It's like, you know, small talk. And uh, we're like, well, we're all hanging out at the uh, hotel after this. Um, I don't know. If, uh, like, stop by here around or whatever. We're listening to music or whatever. And it's uh, like, yeah, for sure. And so him and 30 other people or whatever. Wait. Uh, so he wasn't officially in the band yet? Like you just saw him no. that day? No, I just I just seen him then. And I remember we were all hanging out at the hotel, hanging out, listening to music, all that good stuff. And uh, I remember we were standing out on the balcony, like talking about bands and stuff like that. And we are like, yeah, we're trying to get going here, but we don't have a bass player or a drummer. He's like, well, I know how to play bass. <laughs> That's like what I said. Yeah, exactly. I've played drums before. I, I, I know how drums work. And uh, like, oh, okay, well, I mean, we, we rehearse just like every day like on the Hollywood Boulevard. So if you're around, you know, let's try it out and stuff. And, and he showed up to the rehearsal. Well, he showed up to the hotel and we walked down to the rehearsal room. And I think we rehearsed with him like four times, five times, five days. And then do I give him the punchline? Well, before before that, um, so so just just to give a little background on this guy, um, I mean we oh, yeah. we we didn't know much about him, but like he was just he was at Jimmy's, I, yeah I forget yeah that. he was at the house party that we talked about last week, and that was the first time I met him. That's why oh, yeah. I, I that's why I don't know I th- I feel like you might have your House of Blue shows mixed up because. Maybe. That was the first time I met him, but, um, excuse me. Um, this guy was like, the the only word I can think of to describe him is just groovy. And when I I say that, it's just like, it's super cliche, like seven, like think of like someone straight out of that 70s show, but just like more groovy just exaggerated yeah it was almost like that cartoon yeah it was almost like that 70s show mixed with shaggy from (laughs) scooby-doo like but he it was so cool though and it was such a good energy and i i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it wasn't drugs or anything like i never seen him take any drugs or i don't even think he drank that much to be honest like he no i don't think he did he drank a few times with us but i didn't see him like not like like, pound him like you know yeah but this guy, like, he'll just wake up in the morning and just be like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" Like, I guess, I guess, dazed and confused is a better example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, hey, man. But um, to go with that groovy is his bass lines were freaking nuts, man. Do you remember that he was like playing lead guitar on bass, but it fit the songs that's, in a really cool that's way. Because he was a crazy good guitar player. I don't know if you ever heard him play guitar, but he's really good not, guitar player not really and no. like he was basically playing guitar on a bass yeah like, but it 
it always sounded really cool though it was it was always different like he was definitely improvising he didn't write any parts at that point because yeah. like mark said they only jammed with him like four or five times and every... we were getting ready for our very first show ever with you and scarlet Vice. yeah and everything was still definitely fresh and new and everyone was even you know everyone was just still figuring out what they're doing but like i jammed with him i think once or twice and it was just his bass lines were crazy but he was like such a cool guy yeah and just very like he was fun to be around because he was just always like super like high on life and super happy and just like he always he always had this movement to him like if he talked to you like yeah man that sounded good dude yeah let's play it again like it sounded like he was stoned 24 7 but i've never seen him once (laughs) take any type of drug ever i know and i was like dude this guy's freaking for real but anyway um so yeah he was in the band for i don't don't know how long before me but after i started playing with you guys i think he was in the band for like two weeks (laughs) and (laughs) but that was between practices where we wouldn't hear from him yeah that's true but we we saw him like here and there every once in a while we'd hear from him and stuff but like yeah and we so we had this show coming up in about a month and then all of a sudden he just disappeared like totally yeah like he was he was super he was super down to jam with us he was super into the show like playing the show and like like I said, his bass lines were freaking great and we jammed a few times and everything seemed fine. And then one day we're like, I, I came over to, to the hotel and we hit him up. We're like, hey, we're going to jam. And we all walked down there and he never showed up. And we're like, huh, it's interesting. And Someone I mean, call? yeah, so we called him a few times. And uh, so we just played without him. And then the next day, same thing. We called him up. He never answered. And he Mind left. You, we have a show coming up. Yeah, we have a show coming up, and I, at this point, I'm still just the fill-in drummer. Yeah. And so it's like I'm a fill-in drummer, but now they don't have and a bass player. Did you know we were doing absolutely nothing to find another drummer? No, I figured. Except for, <laughs> except for trying to get Steven Adler singer to drum for us because we thought he looked like a drummer and didn't know who he was. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, this guy disappeared off the face of the planet, and. We figured he'd come back because he left his his bass amp in the practice room, which to it's this in my closet yeah to right this now. day we still have and we still use it for like our our couch jams uh, and I forgot about so that. thank you Shane if you ever yeah, see thanks, this Shane. we still use You're it all the there. time, but um yeah, yeah the, the dude just disappeared off the face of the planet and we're like um I guess we don't have a bass player and it was like two weeks passed and we're like okay the show's next week. You got this for a second? Yeah. Well, maybe. Hurry up, though. So he disappeared, and we're like, the show's next week, and he just vanished completely, and we're just like, all right, well, now we either play without a bass player or at the time um, we had Storm in the band, and he was, I guess, technically the rhythm guitar player, so we're like, maybe he could play the bass parts. And um, But then if you saw last week's episode or whatever you want to call it when we were talking about this stuff our show ended up getting canceled so we had some time to try to find a bass player but um it was just the weirdest thing and then funnily enough i think it was like maybe two years maybe even three years after that like after 
this whole thing happened. One day I was just walking by myself. I was just walking down Hollywood Boulevard. I don't remember exactly where I was going. And um <laughs> and I I was walking to some bar somewhere and all of a sudden this dude just like comes out of his car and he's just like, Hey Jake. And Are I was you like talking about whenever you uh Yeah, the, yeah, like yeah, like three years later. Like I just hear this dude like, Hey Jake, and I'm like, huh? And I turn around and it's he looks exactly the same. <laughs> he still has that same thing going with him. And it's like, remember me, dude? And I was like, Shane? He's like, yeah. Oh yeah, man, you remember me. Yeah, dude. And I was like, What's going on, man? You He's like, like <laughs> you sound like the turtle on Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> cruising down the eac dude yeah <laughs> um or something's called something like that anyway but uh, my mind was just freaking blown i was just like you still live in you la yeah i'm like you still live in la he's like yeah man i'm like what's been going on i was like oh just hanging out you know i, I got my own just band now out. just chilling and uh we're playing this place in a couple weeks or i don't remember exactly what he said no it was just, like there was no acknowledgement of what happened. There is no, like, no mention of the band. I mean, he asked, like, how I'm doing and how the band's going. But there was no, like, uh, he didn't mention, like, sorry or, you know, it was just, like, I was just, like, what's up? He told me about his band. He asked me how we're doing. Is, is Leather Duchess still together? Yeah, man, we got a new new lineup and whatever. And you should have been, like, we got a new bass player. Yeah, <laughs> finally. <laughs> And um, <laughs> that was it. And I was like, all right, see you around. And never saw him again. And uh, I, oh, go ahead. No, that I mean, I was just going to say that's that's all I know about Sorry, him. <laughs> that's I, all I know about him. Dude, there was one time I think I seen him. I think I did. Like, I was still in MI. And uh, there's this long hallway. Well, there's all long hallways. But, like. I just remember turning around, like, cause I heard, like, I don't know why. I just, I turned around, and at the end of the hallway, like, you know, whenever you're looking down a hallway and you can see the just how it crosses, like, yeah. someone can just cross a, across what you can see, yeah, across. Uh, and uh, I just turned around and seen polka dot scarfs just hanging, <laughs> like, you know who that walked. is. Did he have the he bob when he was walking? I, I don't know, because all I seen were the, you know, like the last of your feet. Oh, yeah. Scooting across and just like scarfs, polka dotted scarfs just going across. Like, I think that was Shane. Maybe it was Steven Tyler and you missed it. It might have been Steven Tyler. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I guess just real quick to mention for those of you that don't know. Um, Mark and Storm went to MI for a couple months for the guitar program. You guys started at the same time, right? Yeah, we enrolled together and all that good stuff. MI, a.k.a. Musicians Institute. And then I went, um, I think I started like a year before them. I went for the audio engineering program. And I finished like the month before they started because the audio program is really short. It's like nine months. Well, I think it's six months. And then if you want to do either post-production or live sound, which I went for post-production. It's an extra three months. So I went for nine months and then I graduated in, I think December. And then you guys moved out here in like, what was it like March? March. Yeah. 
So I I graduated like the sem or the April quarter. 1st, I graduated like yeah. the quarter before you guys started. But um, so yeah, the three of us went there, so we're all somewhat familiar with the place. But um, yeah. unlike them, I actually finished. Dairy. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm in like hundred or tens of thousands of dollars in debt, yeah. and you're. I think oh, you paid my... yours off, didn't you? Dude, it it fell apart so bad to where like the reason I had to stop going is because. I couldn't actually get in the door without paying $3,000 at one point. <laughs> like, That's horrible. What? That's so bad. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I'm sorry, your financial aid won't cover. Like, okay, well, yeah, let me check. Let me see what I got in my wallet. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Linda Marie Ra Ramos Badillo says, Mr. Face. Yasmin Davis says, hey, and Lori Flores says, love this with a heart. Thank you, Lori. We love you too. Hello, Hi, Linda. Hi, Linda. And hey, Yasmin. Thank you all yeah. for uh, watching and commenting. Once again, if you have any questions, we'll be glad to take them. But um, getting back to Storm. So that was that was basically the Shane story. Like, we don't know what happened to him. He was there for a good, like, month or so and just disappeared. If anybody has any information... <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude we should have put an ad on like milk cartons and stuff like missing yeah. bass player yeah missing bass player. we're still looking for him yeah um, we're worried about <laughs> so so you moved out here with storm and that was a really cool situation because um at the time his dad was making some some pretty decent money yeah and he was basically paying for everything right like he paid for the hotel yeah. and yeah and I know, like, I, I think, I mean, you could tell better than me, but I think he basically was like, I'll, I'll give you this much each month to, like, go to school, and here's, like, for living out there and food and all that stuff. But I imagine there's, like, a cap of, like, this much per month. But I know, like, every time I'd come over, Storm's like, I'm going to walk over to Western Union and get some money. <laughs> and he'd always get yeah. wired, like, more money. And so, basically... We had a pretty good setup there because everything, everything was like paid for and we could have used that to our advantage and, uh, you know, wrote some good songs, maybe, maybe got some good instruments and, and played out of town and stuff. But naturally we did what, um, most 21 and 22 year olds would do if they got like a record deal or anything like that, where they just like had money and just like, let's party and use it to buy alcohol and food and you know everything else you could think of and just like no one cared about getting a job like a real job at the time no one cared like we didn't i mean we did yeah. we did still like we we're sending like sending applications but you just you don't care what happened yeah there, there's like no follow-up you kind of in a way almost hope you don't get hired because it's like i'm having fun <laughs> doing this and i don't need the money right now and and like yeah like we, we still... all saved uh, so much money to have just to live off of. Like before we moved out here, we we both like you know stockpiled some money. Uh, you know, having no idea how expensive LA is. Of course, you you know it's more expensive. You just don't know how much more expensive it is. Yeah. And so that money goes by really fast. <laughs> Well, yeah, especially the way we spent it on useless stuff that we don't need. But yeah, um, yeah, like it definitely could have been spent wiser and we could have used the time better and like 
Like if we if we had that same situation now, I think we could do it a lot smarter and we'd actually oh, yeah. use it to do something with the band. But at the time, like especially for you guys, it was all new and it was just like Hollywood. And as we were talking about last week, it's like the Hollywood thing, the whole scene and the way it was back in the 80s is kind of dead. And so well, we, we didn't care. Yeah, we like, kind of made it the way we wanted it to be. And a lot of that came from the funds that we got <laughs> instead of using it for things we should have used it for. Or just like, not not that we didn't necessarily use, like obviously it went towards like paying for the food and, and the hotel and stuff. But just like, at the time, no one really needed a job because we had the living situation and the food sorted for us. So like we had all the well, free the, time in the world. And the food, like me and Storm would what we would do for food, we would take what, like we would do the ramen thing, mm -hmm. which is what 30 cents a packet. So, you know, you take $10 down to the fresh and easy on Hollywood and orange. And, uh, all of a sudden you can get a basket full of, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, basketball. And that was our food. We, I'm not exaggerating when I say that, there may have only been three to five times that we ate something other than ramen. And it wasn't like people get fancy with it, you know, just, just as plain and simple as you can get. That's all we would eat every day, every single day, except for if somebody came and hung out and yeah. was like, well, I'm cooking. That was like the greatest thing the, in the world. The only, the only oh. other, the only other thing that we ate, there was definitely a lot of ramen going on. <laughs> that was the main dish. I mean, that's kind of a, a main thing for anyone going to college, to be honest. Even though that was yeah. kind of, it was kind of college at the time. But um, yeah. the only other thing going on was the the continental breakfast that the hotel had. <laughs> so. <laughs> it was way too Which early was for a muffin oh yeah it was it was, a yeah it was way too early for me so i'd never wake up in time for that but i'd always say i would fun. but mark would always just come in with like just armful an armful of a like muffin. of like 16 or however many he could, like i guess 10 muffins yeah. that's and all we had <laughs> th like they, they had coffee muffins sometimes they'd have like a bagel or something like yeah a treat yeah. but it was always just muffins so every day was was uh ramen and muffins the only time that I, well, sometimes Tyler liked to splurge because he, he used to make like these fancy breakfasts and make like omelets and avocado toast and like special stuff like that. But the only time we really ate like Kings is <laughs> um, my, my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, but uh, she was my girlfriend at the time. And she was a, a, what was she doing? She was not a nurse, but what's the she one was, before that? She was working at the hospital. Yeah, whatever right. the uh, the practicing nurses are. I forgot what they're called. The RN or something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, she was she like she was working the three day twelve hour shifts or whatever it is, and but she was making money, so she'd come out and then bring us like buffalo wild wings and. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Just like whenever she'd come over, she'd like, "What? Okay, what do you guys want to eat?" And I'm like, "Uh, You're like, wait, what? Yeah, like what?" You mean what flavor packet? <laughs> so th those times were, were some good times, but, um, yeah, but we can count those on, you know? Yes. Yeah, so, so what, what ended up happening was, so 
so we were getting a lot of the funds from Storm and then some of it from my girlfriend and then whatever the rest well, of us could scrounge up. Well, that the the money that would like that Storm would get that was strictly like rent. Like how much is rent? You know, down to the penny and that's what we had boom, instantly get it paid so we didn't even have to think about rent, which is it was great then, but especially now looking back on it, it's like, oh my God, like kind of how you're saying, like if you knew now what that really, like how awesome that really is. Yeah. You know? Well, especially um, how much that place costed. Oh my God. It was crazy. It was ridiculous. And then when Tyler showed up, they bumped it up another like $800 or something. And they never knew that I was staying there. Because yeah. remember, you always had to let me in through the back gate. Well, oh, it, it depends right. on who was there because Curtis was always cool. Curtis was awesome. And he would just be like, hey, man, how you doing? But if the lady, I don't know if it was the owner or whoever it was, but that one lady was there. You're always like, exactly. oh, the lady's at the desk. You got to go through the back. And I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah. yeah, it was definitely something we took for granted at the time that we could have used more to an advantage. Because imagine anybody living in LA, imagine having rent-free living and um, no matter what you're trying to do, if you're trying to be an artist or even just a regular, it, it doesn't matter. Just if someone's paying your rent, yeah, in LA, like that's that's incredible. Yeah, but well, oh, go, go ahead. No, was, mine was gonna go on to another. So was mine. <laughs> so was mine. You go um, first. Oh <laughs> no, but like as far as like the like how we were talking about basically surviving like eating and all that stuff uh like you know rent would be paid but then we come to the the issue of oh how are we gonna eat today and like if like if my family would send me like five or ten bucks or whatever you know uh we'd go somewhere like together like it's like okay well this is how much money i got but but this is to feed both of us like that was me and storm's thing is like if he got like, you know, a little bit of money, he'd be like, all right, come on, we're going to go eat or, you know, whatever. It was always like, I'll be right back. Watching out for each other. Keep talking. So that, that was pretty cool. I'll be right back. Uh, and keep talking about it. All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so no, that, that first whole, that whole first month was, uh, pretty crazy. It was just all about like, uh, just getting by. Sorry, I'm having like issues with this. Um, I really wish I could see the comments, but I cannot. One second. Sorry, guys. One second. Sorry. Okay. All right. So anyways, that was kind of all I was going to say with that. Jake, I hear you. 
lost my total train of thought. <laughs> I think you're cutting your face off now. Oh, it's too close. There we go. Sorry, I was having issues. Okay. Anyway, so what were we saying? Um. Oh, okay, so we were just talking about um how we were taking the money thing for granted and all that stuff. Yeah. So pretty much eventually, of course, that ran out. And it got to the point where it's like, all right, we have enough money for like one or two months left of rent. And then what do we do? So then it, it kind of just struck us like, which for me, for deal. me, it wasn't as big of a deal. Cause I, w I mean, I was kind of living <laughs> there, but I, you know, I'm from California, so I have places to go. I have family and I technically still, I, I don't remember who I was living with at the time. Cause I was moving around so much back then. Like I lived with, I moved um, from my mom's house. I was living with my aunt for a while. I lived with my grandma and then um, I think I stayed at my girlfriend's house for a little, or apartment for a little bit. I don't remember, but I, I know I was moving a lot at the time. But for me, it was like um, technically if things went south, like I had a place to go. But for you, for you and Storm and, and Tyler, it was just like you're from Oklahoma. And aside from me, you didn't really know anyone out here. So it's like, yeah. OK, if this goes bad, like. We have no, it's we're, go we're, real bad. yeah, it's like, we're either on the streets or we got to go back home. Yeah. Which you would need money to go home. That's true. We, we <laughs> didn't have money to go home. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah. And I, it got, it, it got pretty rough after that. Uh, cause we were there for about eight months, eight awesome months. We were at the hotel and it was like, like you said, like carefree for eight whole months. And then it just, uh, of course, you know, ended. I mean, it had to. Well, okay. Just... I guess, I guess before that we should get to, um, cause we're getting a little bit off track here. Yeah. With, I guess just with the timeline. Um, so we, we lost Shane, as we mentioned earlier, he just disappeared and we eventually found this guy Colton and I don't remember where where did we find him? I think Tyler found him from somewhere. I think it was Tyler. Cause he was, cause Colton was living up in Sacramento at the time. Yeah. Uh, he was, was he in faith and bullets at the time? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Stevie, if you're watching this, you want to <laughs> clarify? Uh, I don't know. He was watching first... last week. Oh, where, wait, was he on the Instagram? Oh yeah. He, he was on the Instagram. On the... But, uh, yeah, so I, and he'll correct me later, but um, I think that Colton was playing in uh, Faith and Bullets at the time, <clears throat> and uh, and I, I, I guess he, I guess I don't know. Tyler always has a way of just like knowing a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> That's you true. Notice that? Yeah, he always like we. <laughs> he always just has somebody. I don't question it. I'm just like, okay, we'll bring him in. And I remember, cause we still had that. Did we still have Tiki? Cause, cause that ties into a Tyler Travis story, you know, <laughs> when it got, when it got canceled. But yeah. um, I'm trying to think when, when Colton came in, I think we were getting ready for our new first show, which was whiskey blue. Whiskey blue. Whiskey. I don't, because I think at that time Tiki Room was already off the table. 
I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, okay. So, he mentioned to us about Colton, this guy, he's in this band in Sacramento, but he said he would come and jam with us, this and that and that. And uh, he's like, he's going to meet us at the rehearsal room. And so we're like, okay, cool, cool. We go down there and, uh, oh, and I think he's already waiting on the third floor, like right outside our door or something. Sounds about right. Yeah. And dude, it was, it was awesome. Like he plugged in and we started playing and instantly it just clicked. It was really, really cool. He's a super cool dude. He had a kiss tattoo. Oh yeah. Speaking of kiss, (laughs) um, we're not going to get too much into this because we can go on this for a long time, but someone, uh, Eric Wright asked, Kiss, best band that ever lived. Thoughts? <laughs> oh. I'm going to say no. Mark's going to say yes and no, it, and we'll leave it at it, that. We'll come back to it later. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll just quick comment on that. If Aerosmith didn't exist, then yeah, absolutely. I love Kiss. He also says he played with us at the Whiskey once from Iowa. Oh, cool. Wow. What's your uh, What's your band name? If maybe if you tell us your band name, we'll remember. You wanted yeah. the best, you got the best. You know, that was true back in in 1970, whatever year hey, they were hey, on fire. Hey, but... hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're cool, but um. Yeah, my favorite is Motley Crue and Marks is Aerosmith, but Kiss is up there. We just saw them like a week or two before they canceled the rest of their shows, so that was cool. Honestly, one of the biggest reasons I'm even here playing music is because of Kiss. So. <laughs> but anyway, um, so yeah, what were we talking? Oh, Colton. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, Colton came into the band. I don't know where he came from, but yeah, like you said, he was waiting up there and we jammed it and we just we liked him a lot. He had the Kiss tattoo, which was cool. Um, I think, did he have Motley Crue tattoo? I think, I don't remember. No, Storm had a Motley Crue tattoo. Storm. I don't, don't, Colton might have had Dr. Philgood somewhere. I don't remember. But anyway, um, uh, basically he was somebody that I could get along with. Cause as I talked about with the, in the last, last week is I was always into the, the more like glammy thing. And I like the makeup and the hairspray and the teased hair and all that stuff. Which is why me and Storm got along so well, because Storm was like all about that, which we can get back to that in a second. But um, Colton was another one. So now, after we started jamming with him, it was now a three against two on the makeup and the teased hair. But Colton was like, like, um, see, I'm, I'm a little more sloppy with it. And I kind of like halfway tease it, but it's more like messy. And I kind of just do like thick eyeliner. Storm was like, heavy on the lipstick and heavy on the eyeliner and then colton was like the pretty boy version like hey there's you want to do it Uh oh i'm losing you you'll have to come back to that because your your video is freezing but um i'll finish what i was about to say like basically he did the he did the uh like it was very neat his his makeup was very nice looking he did like the full-on blush he had like I think he did like all the foundation and all that stuff too. And it was just like, <laughs> there was a very distinct difference between the three of us, but I was happy for once. Cause I was like, yes, I got the glam thing. I got the makeup thing going and these guys can't say anything about it. But, um, wait, okay. I think Mark's back. Hello. 
There you are. Okay. I, I cut you okay. off for a second because you were broken. Wait, was it me? Well, I, I just, I don't know. Internet connection. I don't know who it was, but <laughs> you're back now. So what were you going to say? Okay. You were going to say something. Or maybe you said I, no, it. No, I was just saying, I was just like funny little foreshadowing that he would be in Pretty Boy Floyd now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Pretty Boy of the band. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we like Mark said, we just kicked it off really well and since I know Luke is not watching, I'm going to say he, he was my favorite bass player of the band. And, <laughs> Did no. you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Luca, but no, Colton was, Colton was great though. Like, um, he just fit really well. And I don't know. I don't think he was living down here at the time. Was he? I think he eventually. No, it was, um, uh, I won't get into too much detail of how it happened, but he, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we rehearsed with him while he was still living out in uh, Sacramento, and then uh, rehearsed a couple more times. We did our first show at the Whiskey Blue, not Whiskey Whiskey Blue, which is a whole another. Oh yeah, maybe next week we'll get into Whiskey Blue, but that was a great that, place. It'll be it'll be an entire episode. Quick side note, that. and I'll get we'll mention it again in the next episode. But we went there a couple weeks ago to the location, which is now the, the Tim Burton bar and God, it is a completely different place. We, cause we haven't been inside there since it shut down. Well, I think and we were the last band to play. Yeah. I don't remember if you were there, but me and Tyler went in there once after like yeah, afterwards. And but the it only, wasn't the whiskey blue. No, it was, I don't know if it was anything. I don't remember why we, how we got in there or why it was a pop-up. It was a pop-up. They would. Oh yeah. Would, it was, uh, I remember it was like this, it was like this club. And they were charging like $15 and it was one of those like, <laughs> like one of those places. But, um, we went in and that time it wasn't that different. All they, all they did was they tore down one of the walls. And so like the whole middle area was open as opposed to being like the bar area yeah. and, the, and the venue area. But not too long ago, we went back there with Luca and we're like, we're going to show you where it all, be. it was like the, the. Uh, Motley Crue video and they're like this is where it all began like we tried doing that with him and we walked in and we're just like what is this what is like I could I did not know where I was but anyway uh, I'm not going to get too far off topic but (laughs) we'll we'll get into that maybe next week yeah but that place was fantastic but anyway um, continue where you what you were saying so weird oh excuse me I thought a bad time but um (laughs) Yeah, it's so, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Hey, it's like 1 o'clock in other places. Uh, but uh, we were rehearsing, rehearsing, and then we finally got to time for the first show. Played the first show, which I don't know if we want to talk about that another time, but it was awesome. It was really, really cool. And uh, it was at the Whiskey Blue, and we ended up almost being like the house band for yeah. that place. So we'd play every week. Sometimes multiple times a week. And, multiple uh, shows a day too. Multiple shows so a there's, day. Some days we did two. Uh, some days we did three shows. Yeah. In a night. Yeah. A lot of times we did two shows, but some days we did three shows in one night. Yeah. So it was, we were constantly doing stuff there, and uh, you know, and our hotel was right down the street, and everything was so convenient. So Colton, and obviously he could always tell this story much better than I could. Him, but. Um, <laughs> From what I remember, it was after one of our shows that, you know, 
I think he had met. I, I don't want to use names. I don't know if they want to. But anyways, he had. He met a friend. <laughs> he met a friend, and and uh, he was like, "Well, you know, I've got a bunch of friends out here. I'm in a band because by that point, he had officially joined us, like as the bass player for the band. And so he's like, "Well, I might as well." moved down here and he did he moved down here and uh yeah so he, he at that point he was living right down the street from us yeah yeah and um yeah he was really cool but i don't know if it if it was him or or the girlfriends he had or anything but we never really hung out that much like outside of practice and shows and yeah. I mean, we liked him a lot and we got along really well. Oh, yeah. And like when we did hang out, we even with his girlfriends, like we always had a good time. And, um, but I don't know, you know, I mean, it, nothing against I him. Cause just, I think he just had his way of doing things. Yeah. And that's fine. Cause I know, you know, some people, yeah. they don't want that whole like going out and partying thing. And that's cool. But yeah, we, we liked him a lot and we had a good time with him. But, um, so now back to where we were before that is, so this was still in the time when, when things at the hotel were going good and we were practicing on Hollywood and all that stuff. But it came to a point where money was running thin and then it was just like, okay, now I have like one or two months left of rent. So what do we do now? And then um, at the same time, Colton was having trouble, I think, trying to f- uh, find a job. And he was thinking about moving back to Sacramento and it was kind of all happening around the same time and so eventually the money ran out for the hotel and then tyler ended up finding some another living arrangement and and you you and storm ended up you were just like hotel hopping basically right we got like a lot of different hotels yeah we we'd get hotels by the week and just hop yeah a lot of them like didn't want to keep you more than a week right because yeah, I, re- I remember was... every time i'd come over you were at a different location it you're just like it's place. over here it's over here yeah that was it was bad um but i had yeah it, it was bad <laughs> it, was, it was a whole yeah it's a whole thing but it was hotel hopping for sure yeah so it was the... a rough time in leather duchess so the short version of what happened is basically two or three times uh, Mark and Storm together, usually, they they moved back to Oklahoma for a few months and they're just like, all right, we're going to get a, Yeah, we're going to get a job. We're going to re- recoup and, and regroup ourselves, save up some money, and then we'll come back out in a few months. And that happened a couple times. And then... Um, at one point, Colton was like, all right, I have to move back to Sacramento. And it was, uh, he basically was like. It was in Vegas. It was in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. It, he did move to Vegas for we a while. Had just, we had just played a really good show. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. So we played, we had a show booked at the, the Dive Bar in Las Vegas. And uh, we were having a good time. We were playing. Uh, we even did an om- impromptu Detroit Rock City. I don't know if that guy's still, <laughs> but uh, we that was the very last song we played with Colton as a band member was uh, Detroit Rock City because after that we started loading back up into the, but well actually before we started loading up, 
he was he kind of pulled us aside. He was like, "Hey guys, I kind of need to talk to you." I was like, "God, no." Yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah, that was, was like, that was a tough one for sure. Yeah, because uh, we liked him a lot, and he fit he fit the band very well. But yeah, um, yeah. So with with Mark and Storm, they they were kind of going back and forth every uh every few months, going to Oklahoma and coming back. And then there was one time, um, after a show at Loaded, when they used to have bands, which is kind of weird saying that because. <laughs> Actually, Loaded doesn't exist anymore, but... Yeah, now it's the Star Wars bar. The Star Wars pop-up bar that's been there for, like, years <laughs> now. <laughs> but um, Storm pulled us aside and kind of did... Well, he was his thing was just kind of like... Um, this one kind of came out of nowhere, because I think at this point you were a little more stable. I think you were, you were living with someone at the time, maybe. I don't remember exactly your situation, but... Um, Storm was just kind of like, hey, I have to move back home and I probably won't be able to come back for a few months. And this was an ongoing thing with just every with everybody, with you, with Storm, with Colton. It was a lot of back and forth and it was it definitely was tough, you know, living for super unstable. Yeah. Moving in from another state. And that's part of the reason why it take us. It took us so long to come out with our first album is because we were just having so many issues yeah. financially and then with Even band members yeah because like, because yeah. nobody was from california <laughs> except for yeah. me so it, we had all these issues but so one day after a show at loaded storm was just like hey i gotta go back home i probably won't be back for a few months till like january maybe and january came and we didn't hear anything from him it was just like he didn't say anything and we hit him up. He's like, Oh, it's probably gonna be a little longer. And then after that, we're just like, I don't think he's ever coming back. And he never came back. And that kind of sucked too. Cause that's, that's our buddy. Yeah. Cause like Mark said, he's been friends with him since. Oh yeah. I mean, forever. we're lifelong friends. Yeah. Basically. And even every time you go back to Oklahoma, you guys always, you usually at least hang out one day. Yeah. Like you go somewhere oh, and meet up and. Oh yeah. We're still just as close as ever. Yeah, and um, you know, I I miss him all the time. Like we, nothing against you, Storm. If you ever see this, he was <laughs> he wasn't the best guitar player in the world, but I think even he would admit that. But he just fit the band very well, and like we all got along so well, and you know, it it was a tough thing, but you know, some it's it's not L.A. is not meant for everybody. It, like. If you're from another state and you're moving out here, it's not for everybody. It's yeah. definitely a tough thing. It's it's tough financially, and um, I'm still not a fan of it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm still talking. I'm st I still want to move to Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's my goal. I want. I'm yeah. trying to get out of. Everyone's trying to move to LA. I'm trying to get out of here. I know you're like get me out of here. You uh, you got this for a second again. Yeah, but yeah, I'm we like all on a road trip. Pull over. <laughs> But we we definitely love Storm, and uh, I don't I don't get to talk to him too often because he's in Oklahoma right now. But uh, every once in a while he'll message me or I'll message him on Facebook or whatever. But um, no, he's a great guy, and he actually um, he ended up coming back for a few months. I don't remember exactly what 
for what reason or how long or anything like that. But um, he came back for a few months when we were recording the album and he actually ended up on our, on the credits of our album as the bass player. And he didn't actually, we originally, he was going to play the bass lines for the recording and then uh, be like in the photos and all that stuff. But we ended up, I ended up, well, me and Mark kind of did a share of the work, but we both kind of did the bass parts and then he, we just had him in the photos. So if you have the uh, Gunslinger album, he's he's in the photos and he has short hair at the time with cool. Storm. I'm talking about the album uh, now. When, when he are was you talking in, about the, the second coming of Storm? Yeah, just, just like when, when he was in the band, like he had the long hair and the tease hair thing and then he ended up coming back for the... Uh, the MTV Unplugged thing. Yeah, for the for the photos and stuff, and he had short hair. But yeah, he's on our album, so you know, it's cool. It's it's good to have him there. And he, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, kind of saying what you are basically saying about it being good. Him him being on the record is because at the, at that time, and maybe you've already said this, but at that time we were shuffling through members so much. Mm-hmm. You know, like having people like anybody could have been on that record cover right on that back cover like it could have been anybody and i'm really glad it's not even though storm wasn't in the band like we knew he didn't feel like he wanted to be there yeah he he was helping us out well well, yeah he even said like like he said helping out yeah he said he was down to do it but he's not like joining the band again yeah like i'm not in yeah and which is which is great. He didn't give us some kind of you know like well maybe or whatever. He was very straightforward about it, which I I love that because so many people you know they'll they'll just tell you what you want to hear and all this. And, yeah. And what's cool is like he helped us out during that time, and he's on the he's on the photo shoot. He's on the picture on the back of that album, which is great. Yeah. Because even though he wasn't in the band, he's a super super important part to the band. Yeah, and he's a big part of the history, mm-hmm. and he did he did play bass for us for like one or two shows also. Yeah, but yeah, yeah there, bas- basically that was also we talked last week about um about the vinyls and and the CDs and all that stuff, and that was a huge conversation. But this was also a huge conversation because at the time, um, Colton was gone, as we mentioned, he moved to Las Vegas. And then Mark came back, but it was just the three of us. And like you said, we were kind of cycling through members, but a lot of them were kind of fill-ins at that point. And we were just like, we don't really want someone random. Yeah. We don't, we don't want someone who wasn't there during the writing process of the songs. And we don't want someone who's been in the band with us for like three months now. And then three months from now, we they don't, don't know. they're going to leave yeah. the band. And it's just like, okay, now we just have this random guy on the thing. But we were also like, we kind of don't want just three guys on it either. Because at that time, we were a five-piece band, right? For the past yeah. like year, we've been a four-piece band. But um, at the time, we were a five-piece band. And we're like, three-piece is a big cut of, of a five-piece. And we're like... and one of Tyler's big concerns is like, he didn't want us to look like a punk band or something like that. Like, cause you know, usually three pieces like punk or, or like indie or something like that. And we kind of wanted to have the image of like, 
this is a rock band. Rock bands are usually four to five people. You don't see very many three-piece rock bands. Unless you're the greatest band on the earth, Rush, but we're <laughs> not nearly. No one would believe that we're like Rush. No. Well, I mean, look at our album cover. It looks nothing like yeah. Rush. <laughs> but so we were just like, what are we going to do? We didn't know if we should have like one of the current guys we had in the band on the album or what. But Storm happened to come out here and we were just like, look, instead of having five guys and we'll, like just having this mess of people on the album that isn't going to be in the band in like three months. What if it's it's me, Mark and Tyler, like the three core members that have been here from Kind, well me kind Basically of from day one and then even though storm's not in the band like he's such a big part of the band at least the beginning parts you know like let's just have him and at least that way in the future whoever's in the band which now um whoever was in the band at the time isn't now so see it was a good decision <laughs> yeah well and i remember whenever whenever we brought that up because we were sitting in your apartment, two hundred two. Mm-hmm. We we're si- so we we're, si- we we're two o- sitting. Two hundred seven. Two hundred seven. No one one hundred seven. I'm two hundred two. You're two hundred nine. <laughs> well, no, now I'm two. Anyway, whatever. It was one hundred seven. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh wow, I was like a hundred and something. Long. Um, but we we're sitting in there just brainstorming ideas about the record, like you said. And the second that that got brought up about what if we get Storm because he has so much history with the band. And like we are immediately putting two and two together that, oh, yeah, that's much better than a person we don't even know is going to be yeah in the band later. And we all instantly put a stamp on it. Like it was all three of us 100% instantly agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only kind of – well, the, the, the only kind of like – thing that that we were a little unsure about was uh for one like like we mentioned he said he wasn't rejoining the banner i think he's just helping us out for the photo and which we understood that but we were just yeah. like do we want a guy on the album cover that's that's not not band. actually in the band and another thing is he just recently had his hair cut short and we're like i mean you know, just not to be like that, that that guy that's like, you have to have long hair to be in our band, but it's just, yeah, you know, but... it's, it's part of our look and we've always had long haired members and just the sound, it, it, you always just think of like dudes with long hair and it was like, but he he was like, you, you guys could put, like, he could dress me, put whatever you want on me and, you know, we'll just, we'll do whatever you want and we'll do the photo and, you know, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that he's on there because like you said, like we're, you especially, but we're still friends with him. And like, he, he was just a big part of leather Dutch's history. So it's cool to have him on something like some type of physical media. Yeah. Dude, when was the last, uh, when was the last time you talked to storm? Last time I talked to him. I mean, last time I talked to him in person was when he lived out here, but, um, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I mean, Every once in a while, maybe he'll message me on Facebook or I'll message him or he'll comment on something, but oh, okay. it's probably been like a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, that's, that was storm. And that's, 
all that is an understatement. Like, you know, all that about Storm is an understatement. Like, he was, you know, he was one of the gang. He was, yeah. You know, well, he was definitely, I guess, to get a little more, a little bit less about the music and a little bit more about him, he was definitely more of the carefree, like, I don't care what you think about me yeah he's like the guy that you you go out with and you think am i gonna go to jail tonight <laughs> yeah like i might but at least he is too yeah like <laughs> it's gonna be because of him but it's yeah. gonna it'll be worth it because yeah i don't know he, it'll be funny yeah he was he was a good guy and you know he was really fun to have in the band but uh i don't i don't even know now because he's been through a few changes to be honest. But you know but you know what I always thought was super cool was that you know we played the whiskey bringing Colton back which we might get back to later but Colton's made a couple of appearances here yeah. and there. So we were doing a show at the whiskey and this is when Storm was still here but it, you know he wasn't musically active at the time. <clears throat> well, you know a lot of people This video is on YouTube get, by the way. That oh, you're the one you're about to talk about, it's on YouTube. Keep going. Yes, yes, exactly. And so, uh, so a lot of guys like there's that jealousy. Like if he used to be in a band or something like that, like oh, pff, I'm not going to that show. I'm not going to that show. I, I can't. I'm not gonna watch them. You know, I was so much. They were so much better with me. Or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we played this show with uh, Colton on bass. And Storm was in the very front row, just having a ball. Like he was just going crazy, jumping around. With, yeah, you know some of the other guys in the crowd, just like just genuinely loving it. So that's the kind of guy like Storm was. Yeah, it. and yeah, he he was having a good time. He was getting getting the crowd going, and like I said, the video is on YouTube, and you could see him in some of the some of the songs. Yeah like jumping up like on the stage or not like on but you know like like lifting up on the stage and just like yeah you know and yeah he's a really cool guy but um okay we did spend a lot of time on storm but like we said he was a big part of the band so but moving after that so we had so we had shane first or shane and storm shane on bass storm on on rhythm guitar shane left like after a month and then colton came in and then him and Storm kind of fizzled around the same time that that you and Storm were kind of going back and forth. And then you came yeah, back. Because we still that was the original, what we consider the original lineup. Because Shane left so quickly. Yeah, yeah. He we left we for our very first show. Yeah, for for us the official first. It, it's kind of like ACDC how they had a singer before. Yeah, like Dave Evans. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or like Motley Crue, like you don't count Odin as the first singer. Okay. So like, Hi, I'm Odin. <laughs> Odin, which by the way, we could talk about Odin, but that could be another episode too. <laughs> we met Odin a few times, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah. So I mean, Shane was great, and we we had a good time with him too. But he was such a short period, and not much happened with him. Yeah, because like all the all the writing, we only had three songs at the time, and you guys wrote that without him, pretty much. Yeah, and um. So, but yeah, for us, the official first lineup is is Tyler lead vocals, obviously, and then Mark and Storm on guitars, Colton on bass, and me on drums. 
So that that was like the official first lineup. That was our first show lineup. That's our real day one. Yeah. That that was like our first show. That was and we we were in that lineup for about a year with a few back and forths. It was it was solid though. It was yeah. pretty solid. Yeah, it was good. And we we played a, a good number of shows. We played a lot of shows and um we hung out all the time. Minus Colton, he was here and there, but you know, um like but we, the few times that he did hang out with us was like the coolest yeah like yeah yeah like we said it was it was i think it was just his personality but we still loved him and we had a good time when we were together but anyway so colton was gone storm was gone so now we need a bass player and we need a guitar player and this lasted for a while because we we wrote i think we wrote one or two songs at this this point but we were kind of just like unsure what to do we were kind of we did like two or three different demos of the the three songs we had which were a uh, gunslinger number 11 and on my knees and um so who came after that was that i think quentin came next didn't he was it the quentin phase i think so because that because because <laughs> that's what led to the spring breakdown thing and colton played yes, that with us because colton colton played it yeah Did colton do a special appearance i i think so he, I, I don't i don't think he was in the band still was he i don't think so I don't remember. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. No, he he just showed up just to play it. He might have been. I don't remember. But so, okay. So what happened was once again, like we mentioned, um, Tyler knew a guy that knew a guy and somehow he found this kid from Texas. All so, the way in Texas. So of course we get another person from another state. So we all know how this is going to end. But we find this kid and it's not just another person from another state. At this point, He's we're, a straight up kid. Yeah, at this point we're all over 21. I don't we're either 21, somewhere between 21 and 23 or something around there. Yeah. And Tyler finds this kid, I think he's 17 and he hasn't graduated college yet. Or I mean high school, not college, sorry. He has <laughs> he hasn't graduated high school yet. But he finds this kid I I don't know from where, but he flies out here and I think his mom didn't like the idea but she's like you could go out there for like a week or two and see how I don't, I don't know the whole situation but i think he spent a week out here hanging out but so he flew out here i think he got his own hotel and yeah. um but let me tell you of anything if, if there's anything to say about this kid for being 17 years old, he was really good at guitar. Like, oh yeah, I hated his tone. Sorry, Quentin, if you ever see this, I hated your tone. He played out of a black star with like the gain and the and the treble all the way up, with the overdrive the, pedal. The the cliche uh, thrash tone. Yeah, it was horrible for what I thought our band yeah, needed. For our, for our but his playing was like super clean. He was oh, able yeah. to shred really well. Not that we do a lot of shredding, but like. Just like anything he for played, what he was going. Yeah, for. but just anything, anything he played was like super clean. It sounded really good, and um, I mean, not necessarily to compare him to Zach Wild because you know that's a whole nother level. But it's it's kind of that idea, like you know, yeah. When Zach Wild got found, he was like this little kid that was just yeah. like blowing people away, and it was kind of like that. It was just like, man, this guy actually has some chops. So we had him there for a week or two. Okay, I can't finish this. I'll be right back. <laughs> is that your? Uh, is that that's, your? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's too. There's too much going on there. <laughs> what, what? Give us a little, a little flavor, flavor taste. Uh, well, flavor if breakdown. You can see, 
it looks very cloudy. <laughs> with a chance and of meatballs. With the <laughs> and it's just, dude. I didn't realize this when I bought it. So I bought it because it's something new. It's something different. It had a cool name. And after I bought it, I realized it said eight percent, eight point eight percent beer or alcohol or whatever. Dude. See, this is why I don't experiment. I just, I stick with what I know and stick with what I love and I don't have this problem. No, I, and that's how I am, except for, you know, cold ones with leather duchess. Why not give you a little... You're, you're not like that at all. You're always... I'm not. You always have I'm something not. new. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so get... I'm going to go to Old Faithful. I'll be right back. Yeah, get your drink. I'll... Con wait, wait, before you leave, what were we talking about? I got to continue. Um, Quint. Oh, yeah, so he can't... Okay, go ahead. So, um, so he came down and we jammed with him for, I think he might've been here a little bit longer than a week. Um, cause I know we sent him all the songs when he was back in Texas. He learned them all. He flew out here and we had this show that we booked. It was called spring breakdown festival. And it was down, I forgot exactly what city, but it was somewhere, I think, by San Diego. And um, it was a play-to-play, -play, so we had to sell tickets. And they advertised it originally as we were going to, um, the headliners were going to be Escape the Fate and Otep. You know where I'm at? You know where I'm at if I mentioned Otep. Oh, no, you're already on this story? Yeah. So the headliners, oh, the headliners were supposed to be Escape the Fate and Otep. And they, they advertise it to us like you only have to sell, I think it was like 10 tickets for $20 or something like that. It was an all-day festival and they're like, you're going to play right before Escape the Fate. And if you know our band at all, we don't fit into that category at all. This whole festival was like a huge like thrash slash death metal festival, which... With with Quentin's style, he felt right at home. But for us, we were just like, this is interesting. But but our thought was just like, well, Escape the Fate has a pretty big crowd, usually. And it's not that bad of a ticket sale if you compare it to other places we play, like the Whiskey and, all, and stuff like that. And this is a festival. So we're like, I Maybe guess, stay, I guess we could do it. Like, I knew I could sell maybe like 10 tickets and then... Um, I sold two. Yeah, you you and, and Tyler were like, we could probably sell a couple of them. And it was like, you know, maybe we'll have to pay a little out of pocket, but it's fine. We could figure this out. And we're like, okay, we, we agreed to do the show. We got the tickets. And <laughs> the show became such a huge disaster. Like I said, it's called the Spring Breakdown Festival. And Mark, likes, Mark likes to call it the Spring Meltdown Festival. <laughs> and so, okay, so we agreed to do the show. We got the tickets. Things were good at this point. We sold a couple tickets here and there. I sold it to the people I, I knew would want to come. Mark sold his tickets. And then um, maybe a month or a month and a half before the show, we get a message from the booker that's like, Escape the Fate dropped out. Um, but don't worry. We'll have you for direct support before OTEP. And my thing is like, okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. My thing is like, okay, first of all, we were 
we were already thinking that Escape the Fate is pretty heavy for us, but I think we, we would have fit a little better. But, like, Otep Let's isn't... Let's get heavier. Yeah, it's... To me, I don't think Otep is half as big as Escape the Fate. I could be wrong. I mean, maybe they are. No, I, I don't think. I don't. I'm not. So. I'm not that that in depth in the in the thrash and heavy metal community. But you know, maybe. But it was like I don't think they're half as big as they are. And second of all, it's like like you said, let's get yeah sure, let's get heavier when we were already concerned about playing before <laughs> Escape the Fate. And so I was thinking the whole thing was a was a ruse and they're they never had escaped the fate actually booked and they just kind of use that as a marketing ploy just to be like oh they're gonna play and then like at the last second be like never mind they're not playing you you guys can see the uh the heat rising right yeah it's already started before the day even <laughs> even show before the day even comes dude we got there early you picked me up at like seven in the morning. oh yeah so okay <laughs> we, we're gonna go let me take you for a ride here we're going in for a long one here. You can here. see the excitement in his face. <laughs> Not excitement. That. This is anger. <laughs> this, let me preface this by saying this is the the worst show that we have ever had in our life. To date. And one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. Like in, okay, so these guys tell us, okay, so Otep Keep in mind, we're opening or we're playing right before Otep. They're supposed to be the headliner. So, of course, there's going to be a few bands after them, but but they're playing at like, I think it was a 10th, like 10th, I can't talk. No, no, no. They were the very last band. I thought there was like one or two after them. Nope, because everything shut down right after that. Okay. So, they were the very last band. We were second to last in this whole festival. On the main stage. It was a great spot. It it was great because we had the main stage. There was like six stages, but. I think they were playing either like 10.30 or 11 at night. Some, something like super late. Yeah. They told us when when they sent us the contracts and all the stuff we signed, they said all bands must be here by 9 a.m. to drive over to the stage, unload their gear, and then whatever, go park your car, whatever you do. And then 20 minutes before your set, meet backstage to like set up your gear and start bringing it on stage so that that was on the contract that we signed so we (sighs) (laughs) you gonna be okay no this hurts this hurts um (laughs) so keep in mind our this our, is the Pico Rivera uh, Sports Center. Yeah, that's Sports the place. Arena. I couldn't remember the city. It's but it's kind of like Rivera it's kind of by San Diego. But yeah, it's it's Pico Rivera, wherever that is. But keep in mind, we live in, inside the arena, outside the arena. <laughs> yes, outside in the in the lawn in the dirt. Keep in mind, we live in a in Van Nuys, Van Nuys at the time. So what was it like a three hour drive or something like that? Mm. But okay, so we go on at like nine p.m. They tell us to get there at 9 a.m. So I come by. <laughs> I come by and pick up Mark at 7 in the morning. Dude, that hold on. Sorry to interrupt you, but that reminds me of uh, Dumb and Dumber. He's like, huh, she must have met 10 p.m. <laughs> if only it were true. I wish that were true. Yeah. So I, I get up at whatever hour I get up at load my drums in my car from i i think did we have a practice space no we didn't have a practice 
I, I don't no, even yeah. know. I don't know where my drums oh, yeah. were at. No, no, no. We did. We did. We did. We but, had the rehearsal. So I, I go wherever I need to go, load my drums up, pick Mark up at 7 a.m., maybe even a little earlier. I don't remember. We load his yeah. stuff up. We get to the venue by 9 a.m. And we're our own backline. We bring Yeah, we have to bring amps. everything. And we also had we had a backing track. We had I had two kick drums. We had like we brought as much as we could because it's a festival and it was supposed to be a big stage. And so we brought everything. Banners. Oh, also they mentioned that there was it was supposed to be sponsored by um I think Rockstar Energy Drinks. Colt uh Colt uh, and that whiskey. What is it? That whiskey. Yeah, it was supposed to be sponsored by like three. It was it was supposed to be sponsored by Rockstar, um, I think Corona Cold Whiskey or something like that, and Cold Cock Whiskey, and they're like all the bands are gonna have like a, a special VIP tent, and there's gonna be free drinks in there, yeah. and all yeah, this yeah. stuff, and and free food, and it was this whole thing, and we're like, dude, this sounds like a pretty awesome show, and so we got there. Before 9 a.m., I don't know exactly what time, but, you know, somewhere close to 9 a.m., I get to the to the front area talking to the people. I was like, hey, we're playing the main stage at 9 p.m. We're playing right before OTEP. Um, they told us to be here at this time. Where do we load in? And they're like, oh, are, are you sure you have to be here now? I was like, yes, we signed the contract. It said be here at this time. We're supposed to drive through there to we're load here. in. We're here. What do we do? And they're like, um well they're just having the bands load in before the or yeah they're having the bands like drive through and load 20 in 20 minutes before. yeah 20 minutes before they're set i don't think you need to be here at this time and we're just like do you know what time i woke up this morning and but at this point it's like we're here i'm not gonna drive home and like they wouldn't let us through because it was um it was a whole thing like the parking lot was as dirt field like way over here and the stage is like, like way over here you had to like drive through these barricades and like zigzag through this whole thing go all the way like if we carried our gear it would have took us over an hour to bring everything just like going back and forth so we're just like because there's a band already playing on the stage and we're just like so they're like just wait 20 minutes till 20 minutes before you set and then come back and we'll let you load your gear up and we're like <sighs> This is going to be a long day. Let's go find the VIP booth and get some drinks. So we're walking around. We're walking around. And we 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 see this banner that I think was a Corona banner. And there was a small, like, like six-person gazebo with a bucket of ice water. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, where's the... Isn't there like a VIP some type of booth or something? And they're like, they're like, yeah, it's over there. And I'm like that. So what about the food? They're like, oh, there's food trucks and stuff. You can buy tickets over there. And I was like, it's like, oh, you mean that twenty dollar hamburger over there? Yeah, yeah. It's it's what you'd expect. You go to this thing and and they have like hot dogs for like fifteen dollars and hamburger for like twenty five dollars. And so me and Mark are. Mind you, I'm a night person. I'm not a morning person at all. Mark's a morning person, so maybe it wasn't as bad for him. But I'm 100% a night person. I was so tired. There was no coffee. There That's was no true. Coffee, there was though. no coffee. So I am not a morning person if there's no and coffee. And no matter where you go, 
Plus, the stages weren't that far apart, so if you stand in certain areas, the music clashes together. But no matter where you go, all you hear is... <laughs> and, you know, we're not quite that heavy, so... Which, I don't mind that music. I could listen to it. But if you're listening to it for 12 hours for the whole day, it gets a little bit much, in my opinion. I can't do that for 12 hours. So... <laughs> so... Anyway, so we go check out the main stage to see what that looks like. Because obviously we want to see how big it is. We want to see how it sounds like. And there's this band playing. Um, I think the first time we check it out, it was the same stuff. But eventually there's this band playing that sounds very Iron Maiden. I forgot what they're oh, called. Yeah. I forgot what they were called, but they actually sounded really cool. Yeah. But the sound was awful. Like... The band themselves sounded good and the, the song was cool, but like the sound and the mix they had was, it just sounded awful. And so I went over to go talk to the sound guy and I was, I wanted to let him know like what all we had, what gear we had. And I wanted him to know we had like a backing track and all this stuff and to see if he had everything he needed for that. Kind of hint that dude, this sounds like crap. <laughs> yeah. Cause, but at this point it was like 11 a.m., so morning, we still yeah. we still had like a good nine hours to go or 10 hours to go and so i told him i was like okay look so um we're gonna play here later uh, i want to ask if you have like auxiliary input i have the chords and everything do you have an input because we have a, a intro track and he's like yeah yeah we got that and i was like okay i also have I have two kick dr two kick drums, and at the time I wasn't using the double kick pedal. I was I actually had like two separate kick pedals, just because the way I had everything set up, it made more sense for me. And um, so I was just like, I have two kick drums, and like they're separate. Do you have two kick mics? He's like, yeah, we got all that. And then he basically told me himself. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I know it sounds it sounds like crap right now, but. Um, by the time you guys got you guys go on, we're gonna have a real sound guy here, and like it's gonna be professional. Everything's gonna sound good, and we have we have the kick pedal or the kick mics, and we have the input and all that stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. So, okay, so we were there for about twelve hours, and <laughs> just no free drinks that we were promised, no free food, listening to <laughs> all day. And, and that um, gets you angry after. Oh a while. yeah, and the the overdriven tones and the and all that stuff, and uh, nowhere to go because like like you said, it's Pico Rivera. Like it's it's a little bit too far to be worth driving back home and coming back yeah. later at this point. So we stayed there all day. We checked out as many bands as we can. Didn't like most of them just because it's not our style. And. Um, so finally it comes close to time where it's like, all right, we could finally load in. And <laughs> um, I, I think, like you said, I, I don't think Colton was in the band anymore at this time, but he agreed to yeah. do the show with us, which was really yeah. cool. And <laughs> of course... He showed up 20 minutes before the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like a normal person should. And Tyler being Tyler showed up pretty close to the set time too so me and mark were there all day uh but that was on accident yeah no actually actually i think tyler did show up a little earlier because remember we did that interview too with the voodoo doll thing that oh, was oh that was right yeah, that was yeah. a little weird Which but is, yeah that was <laughs> that was cool but also kind of weird at the same time you can also see how dirty and just freaking homeless looking we look oh yeah point. yeah because we were just out all day roundy 
Yeah, I I got dressed up, did my hair and did my makeup and all that stuff before we left, which was a bad idea. Because by that time, I was just worn out. I probably had like bags under my eyes and my hair was all flat and stuff. But so finally, it was time for us to load in. And we're just like, all right, let's let's go do this. So I get in my car, drive up to the, the thing to get to the stage. And they're like closing the barricades. Because <laughs> they, they had like those those like, you know, those big old barricades to not let cars through. And I rolled down the window and I was like, I was like, hey, what's going on? We need to load in our gear. And they're like, oh, we're closing the barricades because OTEP is showing up. And uh, a lot of people are, are starting to show up and we don't we don't want it to be a safety thing. So we don't want any cars driving through here. And I was like, OK, that's fine. But um, we're going on after this band that's playing right now. and We need to load in our gear. And. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't let any cars through, so you, you're going to have to carry it. <laughs> and I was like, hold on. No. So I walked away for a second, and I was like, and I'm like, no, I'm not letting this happen. I, I had enough for the day. I walked up to the, the dude, and I was I was yelling at the guy. And if you know me, I'm a very calm guy. I don't get mad. But I was like, I was like look, we've been here <laughs> in a more aggressive tone. <laughs> I'm being a little calm now, just so I'm not yelling into the mic, but just like, I'm like, look, we've been here for 12 hours. They told us, like, we got here when they told us to get here to load in our gear. And they told us to wait until, like, 20 minutes before our set to drive over there and put our gear in. We're not going to carry our gear because we don't have dollies. We don't have any type of carts. I have a big drum kit. We have uh, Mark's half stack or whatever he had at the time. And just everyone's gear. And it's like, we're not, we're not going to carry this stuff because... It was a big field. Like, it wasn't just me trying to be a diva. Like, I don't want to carry it like 10 feet. It was, like, it was a big field. Like, we yeah. would have had to carry stuff across thousands of people. And I don't, I can't tell you how many yards it was or or meters or whatever country you're from. But <laughs> but it was a, a big field. And I was like, we're not doing this. They told us to wait till this time. We're going to do this. And after like... Contract. Yeah. Contract. Yeah, exactly. After like five or 10 minutes of yelling at people, finally they're like, okay, we'll let you through. Just let us know you're in this band, but you can't, you can't uh, drive your car out until after OTEP is done. And I was like, whatever, I don't care. Like, I, I just want to get my gear over there. I don't care. And so thankfully they let us go, but they had to have like a security escort because there was people and it was dark and they had like lights and it was this whole thing. And I was like, Jesus, dude, this is a nightmare. And so we get there. And then the people, um, the stage people are like in an uproar talking about how how we're late and we're taking too long to set up our gear and all this stuff. And I was like, don't blame me. We got here at the, like super early. We were trying to set up our stuff. And it was this whole thing. So they're telling us, you got to set up your gear like down here um, on the floor and then we'll, we'll carry it up. And I was like, that's fine, whatever. So we started setting up our gear and all that stuff. And we brought it up on stage. And sure enough, they had one kick drum mic. They didn't have the other one, which they promised me. It was the same crappy sound guy. And, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm remembering it. I'm, I'm starting to get myself upset again, but cause there, there was so much like in between. I can't even think about that happened right now, but like leading and up to it. And then you can't forget the the after show brawl backstage. Oh yeah, no, we'll get to that we'll point. To. We'll get to that point. But so we get our stuff set up. Everyone's like yelling at us and making it like it's our fault. And I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Like they wanted us to, if we had to carry our gear, we would have got there after our set was over. After our set. So, but anyway, so we, we load up as fast as we, or we start setting up as fast as we can. We get our stuff on stage. I'm trying to like find stuff because there's like five people trying to like carry my stuff on stage. And I'm just like, I don't know where anything is trying to set my things up. I'm trying to find the sound guy to find the, the plugin for the intro, uh, the intro tape we had and all that stuff. And, um, Oh, I was over it. Yeah. Mark, Mark just wanted to start. And I was like, no, (laughs) we've gone this far. We paid money. (laughs) We had to do ticket sale. We paid money, whatever we had to do like we're gonna do this and so i had i got my thing plugged in for the intro tape and i'm trying to play it and i don't hear anything like i had i had a drum monitor they have the speakers out and everything and i'm i'm waiting and the, the guys the stage hands or whatever on the side of the stage like yelling at us like you guys need to start you have to start we're gonna cut into your time and i was like i'm waiting for the freaking intro tape because the intro tape like led into our first song which at the time we were starting with gunslinger but um, I I was just like I I have it playing. I it's like this loud. I could almost hear it, and um, so finally after like five minutes they get it going. And Mark's like trying to start the song, and I'm like I'm not gonna play it, Mark. I'm not gonna do it. You can start the song. I'm not gonna play it. We've gone this far. I'm waiting, and um, so finally they started playing it, and God, that show was such a mess because. Like there's certain songs that require some double double kick going on, and I could hear loud and clear in the monitors. Yeah, it's every other every other kick drum because they didn't mic the other kick drum, which they said they would do. And so, so we're supposed to have. I think it was a 45 minute set, right? Something mm-hmm. around there, and. We get in about 20 minutes. I think we played two. No, we played no, three. We played about 15 minutes worth of music. We played three, either two and a half or three and a half. We did, we did Gunslinger. It was about three and a half songs. I think we did three and a half songs. We did, we got to Young Smut, which I don't know if you're familiar with that song because we don't play it too often anymore. That was when it just. But yeah, so we got to Young Smut and there's a little pause in the middle. Well, let's, okay. So before that one though. So you already kind of went over the beginning, which was just this just nightmare. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, there's other did, stuff that happened. We did yeah. get through the beginning. We we got through Gunslinger. First song was fine. Although the vocals slowly started cutting out. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I forgot the, the mic wasn't working and the vocals were cutting out. And the, like people in the crowd were being like, like, we can't hear the vocals. So so imagine we had we had half half the kick drum <laughs> and half the vocals because they kept cutting out and then didn't uh you Quint- were yeah quentin's amp cut out his amp cut out completely during the guitar solo his one and only guitar solo that he had cut out it was during machine gun charlie yeah and he did the guitar solo for that and, and his that left side and i think colton he could probably tell you better but like I think he said that he cut out too. So I think the whole stage that right. That whole side. Total left if you're looking at it. But stage right just completely shut off. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. But um, yeah, every, like it was just the whole 
leading up to the show was a mess. The whole show itself was a mess. The only thing that I enjoyed from that show was... Oh, boy. Was, can, uh, I tell, can I say how, what, like, where you come in? Can I introduce you? Well, no, I'm, I'm not at that point yet. I'm talking uh, about before that. I'm talking about the actual playing the show. Mm. Was, was, um, so me and Mark do this thing during Machine Gun Charlie where it's, it's like right before the, the break slash solo part. And I do this thing and I throw him a stick and then he plays like the little break part with a stick and then he throws it back to me after that. And I got these light up sticks specifically for that song. I think I played them for the whole show, but I got them for that song. And so we were playing the thing. And this was the first time we ever actually got that right. And I think it was because we had so much room. Like there was no roof. Yeah. And the stage was big enough that... Because a lot of times we try it at smaller places like... like uh, Hits the ceiling. Yeah, skinnies or even the whiskey sometimes. Just because like the rafters and the lights and all that stuff. And depending where you're standing, it's kind of hard to do it. But So I had these light up sticks and we're playing the song. And I throw you the stick... And I get some good air and some good flipping action. You catch it. We do the thing. You throw it back to me. And it, and we did pretty good there. And that was cool. But so then we get to the song, the song Young Smut, which I think was the third or fourth song we played. And like you said, it was like 15 minutes into our set. And um, so we play through the first half of the song. We get to the break. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. and Tyler says something like, you. Yeah. And then it's supposed to go like into this small like half time thing. So he does the yeah. And then they're like, okay, thank you guys. You're done. And they cut. Like, Excuse me? And they cut the amps out. They cut everything except the mics. So <laughs> that was their mistake. And so I'll let you introduce it. But so Tyler's just like. So. Well, before before that, so Tyler's just like, um, well, I guess I guess that's it then. No, this is the first time I ever seen Tyler frustrated on stage. Uh, he actually took off. He's like, all right, screw it. And he took off off stage. And then so I was looking out into the crowd this way, and I was, you know, like trying to – I couldn't hear anything. Like you said, they cut everything off. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, we're only 15 minutes in. This is something is seriously, seriously wrong. And Tyler already walked off stage. He walked down the staircase and he's already backstage. And we're still on stage. And uh, I'm looking over on the side of the stage, you know, trying to see what's going on. And then all of a sudden I turn around and our drummer is not behind the drums. Our drummer is on the lead vocal mic he's on the lead mic stand I'm yeah like, oh that's not normal. so <laughs> that's not and it wasn't it wasn't a tommy lee thing like what's up god it was, no it was like so hold up i was so fed up with this day and with the people with this the the spring um, meltdown festival, yeah spring meltdown festival with the with the stage people it was such a mess and um I was just so fed up. I was so mad. We had to do ticket sale. We paid for whatever we didn't sell. We were there when they told us the whole th the whole story we just mentioned, plus more that I probably forgot because I know there was stuff that happened in between that I got upset with as well. But and they just treated us so bad backstage. 
But basically they're like, okay, you guys are done. OTEP's here. So they're ready to get on. And like you said, it was like 15 or 20 minutes out of a 45 minute set just because that's not how it works and it was it was because they were running behind and because otep wanted to go on at their time so they cut us off after this whole thing and so normally i'm i'm a very this is can i say for you jake is the most non-confrontational person ever like i will freak out on you if you do something stupid (laughs) i will tell you exactly how much i hate you but jake he'll let it go he's cool he's he's calm yeah i'm i'm never an issue i'm very mellow i'm very i never cuss i never i just i don't get upset i don't i let things go but this case (laughs) probably the first time in my life i just had he's a less groovy shane I have, yeah, less groovy. I don't, I don't do as much as this, but I'm, I'm pretty groovy and I just had enough. And I was, so I got up, like you said, I, Tyler, I, he's just like, I guess that's it. And he, he's, he he's left backstage. Mark's like trying to still play, but his amps cut off. And, um, the, the other side of the stage was already cut off. As we mentioned earlier, the sound wasn't <laughs> working. Our second song or something. So I walked up to the lead vocal mic cause I had a mic, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the lead mic. I had to be up there in the front of the stage. And I, I just walked up to there and I was like, I just have to say. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, but actually before before I get to that, let me mention. Okay, so we talked about how Quentin was with us at this point. This kid, he, from te- he flew here from Texas. He's 17 years old. Oh. He had not graduated high school yet, but he really wanted to be in the band. And he told his mom, like, I'm thinking about dropping out of school to be with these guys like to be in this band and she flew for to see the show and this is the first time the first day she's ever seen us or met i i think she took me and tyler to to lunch that day so like i met her before but this is the first time she's seen us and basic and she and she paid this dude like fifteen hundred dollars to film the whole thing it was this whole thing but so i get up to the front of the mic and i was like (laughs) i just have to say and i went on a rampage i can't tell you exactly what i said i don't remember but i was basically just like f this guy f that guy these guys are like pieces of crap and i was like this the f and sound guy for whatever and and i went on for like a good three minutes and i'm you pretty sure thing. but f you f you F-U. yeah I, I was just throwing cuss words everywhere i could and I'm pretty sure there was no one at the soundboard because I think they would have cut me off at some point. But I yeah, went I went on for a mic. while. Like I imagine there was no yeah. one watching, no one cared, and someone was just like, was Oh snap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they heard that exactly. just like <laughs> I gotta get back to the board and cut them off. So I was like, F the sound guy and the freaking uh, stage hands like treating us like crap, and they cut us off early and this, and we were here at this time. And I know it's I I know it's very unprofessional and anyone like any musician yeah, would be like, oh, support. you shouldn't do that. And, you know, you have to treat people with respect no matter how bad it goes and this. And trust me, we've played some bad shows and I've kept my cool. And I, I usually I'm just like, you know, I let it go. Like I said, I'm a very mellow person. And, you know, you move on and you don't want to burn bridges and stuff. But I just had enough like this was a whole day. It was way out of our way. We paid money to be there. We got nothing we were promised. The whole thing was a mess. We got cut off early. 
and I just I lost it. I was cussing people out, <laughs> and and I went on for like three or five minutes, and surprisingly, no one cut the mic off, and I finished whatever I was saying, and um, and so that was it for my my rampage, and then. <laughs> So we end up going, we, we start walking off stage after, and to be honest, like the crowd was into it. Like they were cheering me oh, on. They loved it. They yeah. loved it. Cause they liked us a lot too, especially like a lot of people came to us after the show, like came around to the back of the stage and Dude, we sold, we sold more tickets that night to the whiskey than any other time. That yeah. I could think of. Dude, we sold some tickets. That yeah. Night for, people, people liked it. Show. People liked it a lot. And they were saying like. It was a nice breath of fresh air for the whole festival because, like I said, the whole thing was like, like all day. And like hearing us are like, dude, that was really cool. And you guys were awesome. You had great music and it sucks. You got cut off. And it got to the point where, like you said, people went to buy our tickets. But also a lot of people left before OTEP went on because they're like, dude, that sucks. We're we're like, we're not going to support this. And they like people left. They left. And so that was really cool. But so, so what ended up happening is we started going, we started packing up off stage and it was either like the singer or the guitar, like someone from OTEP said hmm. something, the guitar player. I think you might know this part better than me. Cause I walked down the other side. I think you heard what happened. I don't, I don't yeah. know exactly um, what happened. So I didn't hear a whole lot of that, but like, I guess during our show, I can't remember who told me, but during the show, the <clears throat> the guitar player for OTEP, which mind you, these are grown adults. These are, you know, they're older than we are. And like the guitar player was like chuckling off on the side of the stage. Cause I don't know. Cause we weren't death metal heavy or whatever. And, uh, so that guy was already kind of being like that. And then the singer, I, I don't know who told me all this stuff, but, um, uh, it might've been Colton or something. I don't know. But, yeah, like they just OTEP are they are horrible people. <laughs> well, it was they're not good people. It was it was Quentin because he, so he was walking down because I went down. If you're That's looking, security. if this is a stage here, like looking at me, I went down this side. So I went this way. Quentin went down this side, which the band was over here. So they said something because they heard me doing my rant and whatever. And one of them said something about like, we're a bunch of ungrateful, whatever, like <laughs> we don't appreciate being like this whole thing, whatever, you know, being in their presence, I'm sure. Uh, basically, I guess like what a bunch of ungrateful, whatever. And, you know, they don't appreciate what they don't know, what they, whatever. And so Quentin said something to one of them and basically was about to get in a fight with the security guard, which is like this big old bulky dude. Yeah. And. It was, it was, the whole night was a mess. Even after the show that I, I, I don't know if it was Colton or Tyler. Cause I didn't know this happened until afterwards, but either Colton or Tyler went over there and try, you, okay. Well, somebody tried to go break it up and, um, Oh, them. No, I tried. I, I went in on the part where it was, uh, Quentin and cat where the security guard was trying to like push them around. Oh yeah, the like, part. No, yeah, I know. I I forgot about that, but yeah, I know, I know you were there defending Cat. Me and uh, Colton, because we seen that from far away. We were like, whoa. Yeah, because she had really nothing just... to do with. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I for, I totally her. forgot about that. Yeah. So Cat was my my girlfriend at the time, now wife. 
And I didn't know what was going on because, you know, I I was in this you rage. You were dealing with your stuff over there. Yeah, and, but also the fact that we had to unload our gear and I had my whole huge drum kit. To, so yeah. I was, and like I said, I was over on, on this side and you guys were all on this side. Yeah. So like, I didn't know what was happening, but I guess like someone, because at the time, Kat was kind of like our unofficial manager, kind of like dealt with the bookings and the emailings and stuff. Yeah. Because we didn't really know what the heck we were doing at the time. But, um... So she was there backstage with us, and I guess one of the security guards was like getting handsy with her for some reason. Like, like, yeah, like her and Quentin. From what I remember, they were like, he was just like kind of pushing them off, and like, and then me and Colton turned around and seen it. I don't know how hard he was pushing or whatever, but the, just the fact that he was at all, at me and Colton kind of looked at each other like. Well, you know, so we went over there and started kind of getting that guy like, hey, what are you? Yeah. You know, get lost. Like, what are you doing? And it turned into a real like it turned into a big thing. Yeah. So that was spring breakdown. That was a mess. And um, I'm sorry if you're an OTEP fan, but first of all, we saw them sound check and they're just a bunch of dickholes. Super deep. Like just like Super on stage, deepest. like the the singer was just like. She was, I, I mean, I know that I just said how I was cussing people out and stuff, but that was just in the, in the moment and not having a good day. But like, it was just them being the headliner just on stage. Like she was not nice to anybody. During sound check. Yeah, during sound, like no one was there yet. I mean, there's a couple people, but like, it was just during sound check. She's like waving the mic around, like in the, mo- like right in front of the monitors. And anybody that knows anything about sound knows that's going to feed back. And she was like yelling at the sound guy, like, telling him he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's doing it wrong. Cause he, she's like, I'm going to be doing this. So you better fix this. Like I do this during my show. It's, so it better not be feeding back. Otherwise, whatever. I'm going to, I don't know what she was going to do, but like they were a bunch of jerks and um, they also sound like crap in my opinion. <laughs> I, I don't think they, they sound did not good. sound good. I know. I know there's a lot of OTEP fans and I don't mean to, to disappoint anybody, but I'd, don't think I don't like them personal experience. You're wrong. Yeah. I seen them live. They were not good, but, um, (laughs) that was a long tangent. Yeah. We, we talked about, but but we knew that we knew that. Yeah. Well, I, I put that, I wrote that down. That was going to happen, but that was supposed to be talking about Quentin. We talked more about (laughs) just the show. Sorry. Sorry, Quentin. um, That was your, I I don't know if you want to just end it here and continue next week because it's, it's already been two hours. Yeah, we're. Uh, but <laughs> we'd just be uh, rambling after that. We could we could finish next week on the, on the member changes because there's we've only got like halfway through, but that was well, kind of well, the let's, long. Let's long do a little part. foreshadowing. What's a little foreshadowing here? For next, okay. Uh, well, so we have we have a uh, Aaron Lee on base. We have Steve Hazard on base, which I think was actually before Aaron, so I messed that up. Yeah. And then we have now Nakashima on guitar, and then Luca joining the band. And that might be it. Yeah. Was there anyone else? So that's because we we got through Shane, as as... Storm, and and Quentin. So we got through three. Next week is four. Let's see if we can keep it under two hours. <laughs> well, the spring breakdown festival is over. So... Yeah, I, I knew the spring breakdown thing was going to take a lot of time, but oh, yeah. um, I I just think it's funny because, like I said, Quentin was the seventeen year old kid thinking about like dropping out of high school at the time to join us his mom flies in and sees this band 
just melt down. Yeah, just have this freaking breakdown. The drummer like, goes up and like, dude, there's the drummer yelling at people from the stage. Yeah, there's backstage brawl. There's like, and um. Oh, by the way, we mentioned that his mom paid $1,500 for this person to film it. We never saw that. The dude like bolted with nope. the money. So if anybody we, if anybody has footage of that, dude, please send it our way because we want to see it I, so bad. I am praying for the day that yeah. we get to see footage of that. <laughs> your, mommy, your mommy says, love you guys. Good night. Good night. We What's love that? you. Your mom says, love you guys. Good night. Love you. We love you too. Thanks for watching. I'm surprised you're up this late. I know. This is super late for that. Hopefully you didn't stay up just for us. This is boring. I think she did. She wanted to see what you're up to. Yeah. (laughs) She's about to send you home now too. (laughs) I know. But I I just like thinking back now, it's kind of funny. Like this, this young kid and his mom flying out to see what he's up to and just like seeing that as their first experience with his band like she was probably just like no you're coming home tomorrow but (laughs) but yeah if if anyone has that footage from that show or knows that dude for some reason or any leads yeah that would be great because we really want to see that one day we will i will offer up some serious cash for it the only reason i ever want to become famous as a band is for that that video to leak one day and be like because you know that would be the quickest way for it to come out yeah just like if we're famous and it's like leather duchess drummer has a breakdown and i'm like okay there it is <laughs> has a spring breakdown periodically every once in a while i youtube leather duchess meltdown just 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 in case comes up. yeah um yeah I, I guess we'll end it there tonight we'll finish the rest of the members next week next friday same time 9 p.m if you want to hang same. out with us longer Assuming that Mark's same. not about to fall asleep. Um, same Bob place, same Bob time. Yeah, same so. Bob place, same Bob time. Facebook, 9 p.m. for uh, Cold Ones with Leather Duchess. If you want to hang out with us longer, we are continuing the after party. After hours after party um, on Instagram live uh, at the Leather Duchess channel. No planned script. It's more of a, a hangout. We'll just talk to the, the viewers, answer questions and all that stuff. And uh, just drink beer. Who knows? Maybe we'll watch some YouTube videos and get blocked or something. I don't know. But uh, if you want to see that, hang out with us on Instagram live. Otherwise, have a good night. Um, do you want to say anything, Mark? Your mom says you're grounded, by the way. She says, no, it's not boring, but you're grounded. <laughs> Um, I guess that's it, right? I Got- think that's it. All right. So if you want to hang out more, we'll see you on Instagram in about five minutes. Otherwise, next week at 9 p.m. here on Facebook. Have a good night. Bye-bye.